This is a Main Hustle Media Podcast. It sounds like one of the names they would have for a monarch. It's like Queen Javia the First, Black Radical Queer, Among <laughs> 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 Negro Women. <laughs> All the way from the A, you listen to my favorite lesbian on BRQ. I'm my black girl magic voodoo shit with the bamboo earrings on some new new shit. I'm new when this body asking who this bitch. I'm the bitch with the pussy with the judo grip. <laughs> Hey y'all, this is Javi Nicole, aka your favorite lesbian, and you're listening to Black Radical Queer Podcast, our stories on our own terms. Hey y'all, this is Javi Nicole, and I have my wife Courtney with me. We are going yay, to... Yay. Really? <laughs> okay. Um, your favorite lesbian and your favorite lesbian's wife? Boom. But we're going to answer some questions that I'm sure the people will be uh, interested to hear. Uh, we received some. I asked if anybody had questions for my wife and I, and a lot of the questions were revolved around polyamory. So we'll go ahead and get into those without further ado. All right. So the first question is, how did you come around to the idea of having a polyamorous wife? Um, it's kind of multiple questions in one. So, yeah. So just... I guess, um, okay, let me just read the whole thing and then you can kind of answer how you see fit. All right, so yeah, how did you come around to the idea of having a polyamorous wife? Um, how did that potentially alter any of your preconceived thoughts on how our relationship could go and whether that changed your idea of marriage? Hmm. Um, when, you first, when you first told me that you were polyamorous, I was feeling sad because I believe you told me the second time around. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like, okay, so, you know, we started dating again. You like me, but I'm just not enough for you. Or I thought, um, oh, this is a way for you to, I guess, get me to, uh, a way for you to not break my heart, but still have what you want kind of situation. Um, because it'd be like, dang, we, you know, we've done this twice and we break up twice. I'll be really fucked up. Um, so that's how it was in the beginning. But I mean, when I tell you, I've been in love with this woman for so long. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, we can work this out. <laughs> We're going to figure out a way. So, oh, you probably cool. I mean, I might be a little poly too. We're going to figure it out. Oh, Lord. It didn't quite go like that. Yeah, but, but I'm talking about in my head. I'm, okay. Yeah, because you told me, like, you know, as time went on, we got to dating, like, I think it was a year. Or it was almost a year. And you're like, hey, real tall, homie. We almost been dating a year. So you need to get with her to get gone. Like, I'm poly. Are you going to be able to live with that? Like, this is a very serious relationship at this point. You know, getting, it's almost a year. I feel like it was, at that point, this was beyond a year. Because I remember you specifically saying you know it's almost oh, okay a year but anyways so i was like i mean i said okay yeah i understand i'm cool with it and i hung up and i cried and i was like very like sad i was like why the woman i'm in love with wants to be with other people right, right. so it was hard i mean so i'm like i'm like it was easy it um, was definitely hard I, we had some some fussing because we, we don't really fight but like we did have some disagreements and um there were some times where I felt like, um, like Courtney would make petty comments <laughs> about like, about me being Polly. And I mean, we both had our own fears, I guess, around polyamory. I mentioned this in the episode in the, um, black, black queer and poly episode. But when I, like, I had this thought process, like no one is going to want to be with me, um, 
or like be serious with me. I knew I, I wanted like serious, something serious and long term or whatever. But I was like, nobody's going to want that with me because I'm poly and they're going to they're not going to take me seriously. That's that was my fear. So that was part of me. Part of the reason why I was like asking her like, hey, well, is it something that you can actually live with like for real for real are you like about this life because that is a part of me and um I didn't want to get all like super super invested just for her to turn around and tell me I can't do this because I I didn't want to go through that and this is uh, and I mean and I recognize there are part of how we each dealt with it um a lot of it came from our own baggage like our own individual baggage so my thought process and me being like I don't want to I was very, I very much still had to like recover from some stuff that had happened in previous relationships. And so I was scared of being like, you know, hurt and all this other kind of stuff. And I'm of course like being hurt, being scared of being hurt is a natural fear. Um, But yeah, I was very scared of being hurt. I knew I liked her. And so I was just like, okay, is she gonna one day decide like, you know what? I can't do this. This don't work for me. And then I'd be heartbroken and, and on her end, you know, she's like, well, I didn't anticipate this going this way. Yeah. I mean, we both, yeah. I had that similar feelings on opposite, uh, opposite ends. ends yeah mm-hmm. I mean I was just like you know it was one day you know she's gonna run off on me cause she, or she gonna bring home some other bitch like oh yeah this was happening then I gotta fight and so <laughs> I was like you know that's not you know my idea of a good time so but I mean honestly like the reason why I said yes I'm cool with it even though I didn't even really completely understand is because like I and mean, people don't hear y'all don't hear me when I say how long I've been in love with this woman oh, like Lord. no it's legit like okay even someone told me when we started dating again like yo she's just gonna break your heart again like she did the first time and I was like okay if that happens okay at least I could say I you know I gave it a shot like it is absolutely I mean when when we stopped dating the first time it was probably the hardest nine months of my life like emotionally I was just a wreck and and someone telling me oh that's gonna happen again and I was like okay I'm willing to do that again if I get another shot at this woman so when I say I love this woman yeah so when she said oh yeah I'm probably like man fuck it I might have to be a sister wife I want to be with this woman like you know I understand not a sister wife (laughs) so you know I was like we're gonna figure it out but I mean there's a lot of stuff we had to navigate and Mm -hmm. um you know and there was just like there was insecurity because um well, you know what? Okay, let me go to the next question because I think it'll be relevant. All right, so wait, were you done with that? I mean, they um, asked about um, did it alter your thoughts about how our relationship could go and whether that changed your ideal of marriage? Um, it didn't. It did alter my thoughts on how the relationship would go because I just didn't know, you know, what it would look like. I'm thinking, oh, she gonna have another girl, no side piece, something, something, something like that. Am I gonna have to share with this person? You know, it. it, it you know, you think the absolute worst and you don't really know so yeah it definitely altered it and i didn't expect our relationship to turn out like this like um married but it didn't alter my idea of what marriage was i never would have i wasn't about to have two wives that just wasn't that's not in my plan so okay so um kind of following up on that how did i go about assuring so let me actually just read it how did you go about assuring courtney that she is your number one or your primary before y'all became engaged and married does courtney still consider herself monogamous or is she adapting to like a poly lifestyle now as well who asking really my ace my ace access um Okay, so I'll answer the first part about how did I go about assuring Courtney that she is my number one? All right, so, I mean, we did have to navigate insecurity. Um, I could not make Courtney not be insecure. All I could do was um, reinforce 
her security, but she had to have security first. What I did try to do is um, show her that she was important to me and that her role in my life was not expendable and that it was not just replaceable by someone else. So that was what I worked to like kind of help her understand because she initially had this thought process like um, like she could be replaced or just like, oh, well, what's the point? You know, that kind of thing. Like, oh, well, you know, like like she could be replaced. And so I wanted her to understand that that was not the case. Just because I'm poly doesn't mean that I can just, you know, build a bitch. Like I could just be like, oh, well, this ain't working. let me just plop somebody else in your spot. That like her role was specific to her and that I did not see anybody else playing that role. I still don't see anybody else playing that role. Um, it's not it's not open for anybody else to play that role. Um, so I just tried to like reassure her that she was important um, to me. And that she was significant to me. And I also try not to like have my attention going in too many directions either. Like I made the decision that I wasn't about to be, you know, like trying to get with this girl and this girl and this girl and all this kind of stuff that um she would get a lot of my focus. Okay. Yeah, so. so she definitely helped by doing that. I mean, I can't say if I was with a different poly person, if it would have turned out this way, because I've seen some of the shit that y'all be doing out here. I'm like, yo, how do people deal with that shit? Hey. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, so like when we first when she first told me I tried to join like groups um, just try to understand it more because I really didn't get it so I, that was the wrong thing to do because I joined the group and this shit they were talking about I was like whoa she jo- when she joined those groups then she started interrogating me and that's when I really that's really when the stuff popped up about like the pet where I felt like she was being petty like I can't even remember I wish I could remember the specific I remember like where we were and that we got into disagreement but I don't remember what was said but that I think that was the point when I asked okay like is this something you're gonna be able to live with or whatever because she make like just the comments she would make like she would just be a smart ass I mean she's a smart ass but she would just say a little something I'd be like really like oh like oh you poly so it don't matter or just whatever like like since I was poly certain things didn't matter to me or just whatever and I just be like that's mm-hmm. not that's not the case. Like I still got feelings and shit. And um, so yeah. So we had our disagreements and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, I think what in reading of polyamory, what I gathered was almost like a void or lack of feelings. When I think it's probably when it's the opposite. Because to me, it seemed like oh, I could just run through ten niggas in a day and I'm good. Versus, but really, it's not like that. Well, I guess for some of y'all hoes, it's like that. <laughs> um, I mean, it's different for different no folks, but that's not. Shut up. But it's not like that for me. For me, that's not the case. Like, Mm -hmm. it it definitely is about, like, how I love. And I do feel like I have the capacity to love more than one person in a meaningful way or in a romantic way. But that doesn't mean I have the capacity to have multiple people in the role that Courtney is in. And so that's what I wanted to be clear to her um, that, nah, bruh. (laughs) <laughs> um, to answer your second part um am i in a poly am i adapting to a poly lifestyle no nah, i'm monogamish <laughs> well in my former life y'all before i was with javia i was a hoe oh my gosh so, still a hoe but um wow I, I say she's mostly monogamous i mean wow she's called me a hoe on national television except <laughs> it's not tv at all <laughs> not tv Whatever. at all whatsoever um but um courtney is a flirt and and i mean i said this on the poly um episode uh, Kyle, uh Courtney is a flirt so I think part of it too it was hard for her to understand like me just flat out telling her that like hey I have this capacity to have like interest in other people and it not being um like a 
on the low. You know, it's like that's mm-hmm. not something that people are accustomed to. They're accustomed to. That's the shit you do on the low. Right. You do it in private. You yeah, do it in secret. Because I also can have interest in multiple right. people. I cannot, however, uh, give. I, I can't be equal in how I right. give you out the interest and the love and the attention. Right. Like if if I'm with you and there's another woman, I'm going to be cheating and someone is going to feel neglected. I, right. But I cannot be I can be open and honest with you. But either way, one of y'all going to feel neglected. and It's going right. to be an issue. And that's the difference, because there is a hierarchy, but well, well. <laughs> there is a hierarchy, but I can let that be known up front. And be, and so that that expectation is that they're like, no one can expect to get the time that Courtney gets. We live together. That is my wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So nobody else is going to get that time. I'm very clear about that. I'm very upfront about that. And I don't lead people on or make them think that they going to get anywhere near the amount of time she gets. It's not happening. So it's like, if that's the expectation, don't waste your time because it's not going to happen. Like, you're not about to, you know, live with me. You're not having my kids. Like, it's just... It's not happening. And it's important to me that, um, I mean, it's sacred. She is sacred. So you can't cross. You can't trespass on sacred ground. Like, no, that's not for you. Stay in your lane. It's a sacred lane. It ain't your lane. <laughs> so that's how I feel. And I'm upfront about that. Um, okay. So let me go on to the next question. Cause it kind of relates to that. Um, so it says with being poly, do you think divorce will ever be an option for you too? If you find yourself falling more in love with your secondary partner, would you divorce or switch the roles of who is the main of who is main? Okay. So when I got this question, I was like, oh, hell no. Like I hit yeah. Courtney up. I was like, hell to the no, no. Okay. So let me well, just say. Well, let me say this to okay. the person asking the question. It's a valid question because niggas really be out here doing that shit. Mm-hmm. However, we ain't out here doing that shit. Right. No, it is a valid question. Absolutely. I, let me tell my story, young love. There was in this group that I shouldn't have joined. Oh, polyamory. God. I'm in this group. You know and who was in the lady, group? Yeah, it wasn't us. A lot of alabaster people. This lady's telling a story or asking for advice. Her husband has moved their girlfriend in. Okay, cool, y'all. Triad? Nah, it's just them two. This man done moved his girlfriend into their bed. And guess where the wife was sleeping? On the floor in her chair children's room so i don't know what advice she was asking for because can't nobody help you if you that stupid you sleeping on your child's floor that's on you but to the question to the person asking the question yes that does happen unfortunately um but we're two black women and who put me on the floor <laughs> let's talk about this or who's if i put you, know, you on the floor i'm gonna be there with you right or you know if someone else is in the picture we're gonna have to talk about that like you're not about to re- you will not replace well, me the way that my the way that my stuff is set up if it's another person they're gonna be on the floor and they'll be happy there <laughs> so mm, that's another conversation um, for another yeah, that's day. another episode but um yeah so that ain't even a problem we already know what the deal is um so wow, we're some weirdos <laughs> <laughs> um okay so to answer the question focus to answer the question <laughs> um no divorce okay we got we did not get married with the expectation of getting divorced or with like that being an option. Right. Like this is who I, this is my wife. Um, so for me, I think this question is incredibly valid. Cause this, like Courtney said, this is how some people roll. But the concept of falling more in love with a secondary partner—that's a me, real. That was a real fear of mine as well. So oh yeah, that valid. was an absolute fear of Courtney's. Courtney was afraid that you know I would fall for someone and and basically replace her. But the thing is, before Courtney, you know, I had been through some stuff or whatever, and I had already, I had in my mind, I didn't think I was going to get married. I thought that I was more of a 
basically kind of like a solo poly person. Like I would, you know, be involved with who I was involved with. I didn't see myself getting married until her. So, um, cause like that was something I just was like, okay, I can't, it was hard for me to see happening. So the, the concept or the prospect of falling in lo- more in love with someone else to me is, um, not possible. Now, do I feel like it's possible to fall in love with somebody else? Sure. However, I don't feel like it's possible for me to fall more in love. And the reason I say that is not because, you know, I'm just like predicting the future. It's just like there's it requires a certain type of access to me to for me to fall in love with you. It requires a certain level of vulnerability, of intimacy and all that kind of stuff. And I'm just not interested in having that um a degree of intimacy and vulnerability that's required for me to fall in love. And I'm just not interested in having that with anyone else. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't give someone the access to me for me to that level of access that would allow them to be in a place where I could fall more in love with them than I am with my wife, who I want to be the mother of my children. It's like, it's unfathomable to me. Um, Not saying I can't love someone else. Sure. I can love them. I can be, you know, I can want to have like a, um, want them to be like long-term or something like that, but they're just not, it's not going to be the same because we're not going to have the same type of vulnerability, intimacy. And because part of that too is for one, that's how I feel about my wife. And for two, I feel like it's something Courtney has invested in. So there's a level of vulnerability and intimacy and stuff like that, that we've gotten to in our relationship that is a result of her investing. So of us both investing, but her specifically investing stability and consistency and stuff like that, that has allowed me because it did not happen overnight. (laughs) So to me, that is sacred. And so I'm just not going to have that with somebody else. I'm not interested in having that with someone else. So because I don't have the interest, it really doesn't leave the door open for that. It's just not, it's like, that's not an option. Mm -hmm. So I definitely think people do that, but ain't no switching roles. Ain't no, no, she is my wife. And, um, and that just is what it is. She is, um, you know, the number one. So nobody can like, you know, come and take that place. Let's see. Um, so yeah, so I guess to answer your question, no, <laughs> um, no, ain't no switching roles. Ain't no falling more in love with somebody else. Ain't no divorce. That's just not, my mind is not there at all. And that's not how Polly looks for me. For other people, you know, they do what they do. But um, my Polly is hierarchical. I think that's how you say that word. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to be ashamed of that because it was like kind of frowned upon. Like you're everything is equal. It's not equal. And I'll be upfront about that. It's not. And I don't feel like it should be because we have investment here. So I don't feel like somebody day one should be coming in and be equal. Absolutely not. Courtney been in the trenches. Like we built this together. So how dare I? To me, that would be kind of like, that would be like a desecration. Like, no, this is sacred. That's why we're married. So mm-hmm. how dare someone come in and automatically get a spot on some sacred ground that we, we, you know built like that's gonna be enough mm-hmm. all right so i'm off my soapbox mm-hmm. all right and then we were asked about um basically how does it work with me having a dynamic with that i, I might circle back because i actually haven't i haven't gone into detail per se about the about the dynamic um i will say like it's a there, there's a hierarchy so it is understood <laughs> across the board that Courtney is my one. So because of the types of the type of like relationships set up that the dynamic is, it kind of like the way it's built is designed the way it's designed. It, we don't really have the issue, the same issues that would come along with if it was like, say, I got my wife and then like a girlfriend coming in and then they, they're trying to get to this wife status or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just not like that. That's just not the setup 
of the relationship from jump. So, um, and that's really, I guess, like the only type of relationship I'm interested in. Like, I mean, I'm just not interested in someone who's going to have the expectation of being equal, like having the same thing with me that Courtney has with me. It's just not. Nah. <laughs> like it's gonna be a no um let's see okay so you you consider yourself mostly monogamous or monogamish or like what do you consider yourself because i know i talk I, I always be like oh you mostly what do you consider yourself i'm like i'll say a one year poly person like one out of every 10 years i might have an experience that's non-monogamous <laughs> and that's enough to satisfy me i think oh my gosh i think i'm good for a few years after that last one i'm solid okay. every once in a while i'll get like a craving and then i'll be like girl stop we're not gonna enjoy this yeah i feel like for courtney is more so better in theory than in reality mm-hmm. i like it some i think that it's something that she likes to like think about or it might be you know it's like oh i can like fantasize about this but like when it comes down to the reality of it, because i'm realistic so when she's like if she brings it up and i'm like well what about this this and this because i'm looking at it from realistically how can this work and then courtney be like, okay see now that's too much i ain't think i ain't trying to think about all that and i'm like this is a person you know we got to take these things yeah, to consideration. Yeah, she wanted me to be nice to the side piece of Oh stuff. my like, God. God. See? Damn. Exactly. That's why her ass ain't Polly. <laughs> like, why can't um, we just <clears throat> smash and then move on? And that's different. That That's some different. Okay, but she that's be just like, swinging. she be like, oh, this girl might have feelings for you. Okay, nigga, that's not my fault. Oh my gosh. See, that's why, you see, she trifling. So anyway. <laughs> you got too many rules, bro. Trifling. Um. So yeah, so... I say she's mostly monogamous and yeah, I think that it's better. It's one of those things that sounds good in theory, but in reality, she ain't trying to do all that. Um, okay. And then the last question was, does Courtney want to know what other relationships you have? Yes. So, um, we, yes. oh Lord, we communicate. I mean, it's a, a lot of stuff because there is that hierarchy operating. There are just a lot of things that we don't deal with. So honestly, I think that it really is boring like we don't have this like popping poly life like it ain't just like you know our life is pretty regular like we have a regular life um yeah once you go back to atlanta what (laughs) whole different one that is a damn lie i go and be talking about your ass the whole time Mm -hmm. but um so yeah i mean we have our just a regular day-to-day life we don't have like another person living with us we don't have have a revolving door no of course (laughs) We don't have a what? A revolving door. Oh, Lord. Of course. (laughs) What the hell? What's wrong with you? Um, It's not a brothel in this piece. It's not at all. Like, it really is very regular. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I think part of what... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's just not how we roll. It's not how we're getting down. And it's... Not, I mean, I will say, like, in the past, I didn't necessarily assume that this is how my life would look. Like, this is what, like, how my poly would kind of, like, play out. Um, I just didn't know. But, um, you know, once I... Like, I told Courtney she was accepting. We went through our whatever. But ultimately, you know, we just accept each other how we are. And um, I thought it would look different. But I'm actually, I'm glad with how it played out because it's just... It's calm. Like, I'm, it ain't, you know, no cray-cray stuff going on. And yeah, I'm okay with I'm that. Good with, I mean, I'm good with it anyways. But, you know, I don't want the drama. I don't want... <laughs> no extra shit like I'm right. cool being boring right you know what I mean not, well not really but I just don't want no drama 
Um, so yeah, like I told you this, I don't think we're the we should be the poster child for a poly mono relationship because I mean we haven't really crossed a lot of bridges um that would really answer those kind of questions. Like right, we haven't yeah. we don't have like a live in part you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, a, yeah. You or, don't really you don't you haven't really explored your poly side like that to where you're like, Oh, there's this person here and I wanna date them. Um you know what I mean? Like you haven't had Yeah, that. it's just different. Yeah. Um so I don't think I'm a good resource on how to deal with yeah, I mean and because a lot of people don't have the hierarchy type of thing so it's like because we do I think that um, you know it does kind of like set us apart because a lot of times the things that people have questions about is like oh this other person coming in and it's kind of like this equal thing and that's just not how our relationship how we would navigate our relationship so I can't really hmm. answer oh, questions on that I will say this we did we have had situations where um, maybe it's come up and we had to deal with it. But in those situations, we always chose each other over exploring something new. So um, there's a situation where someone, you know, propositioned you to, you know, they want to date you and you asked me and I was like, no, I'm not comfortable with it. And that dead is the issue. You know what I mean? Like right. we, we chose each other. You chose me over that person, you know, over exploring that. Um, and then there was a situation with me with someone and, you know, I had the opportunity to explore that and I was like no like where I'm at with my woman is not solid enough right now I'm gonna choose us in this relationship you know what I mean there's no point in me going out and just creating a bigger mess when I right. haven't handled my home life essentially so yeah um so we do I mean that's that's, that's the hierarchy operating now we do choose yeah. each other first like period so I and, take that back we have had situations but we've had situations arise that we've shut down in order to take care of each other first right so who knows what it looks like in the future but I mean I do I feel like to me the priority is always the stability of this relationship everything else is like after that Mm -hmm. so this relationship has to be stable and solid and um and it's my top priority like so um that's part of it and part of it for me too is that because I look at I don't feel like to be poly I have to be dating five people and doing all this stuff like that's not what it means for me poly is like I and polyamorous is the way I love I have the capacity to do that and I and for me, it also does encompass, um, it can encompass friendship too. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be like, um, oh, I'm dating this person. We fucking, we doing this, we doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't have to, that's, that's not the criteria. Um, I feel like it's just about how I love, how I approach my loving relationships, period. So that encompasses my, my close friendships and stuff like that too. Not, it's, it's not all about, um, you know, like, oh, we I'm, I'm like, this is a, my girlfriend or this is my whatever. It's not like that for me. So I'm okay. So I'm okay to not be out here <laughs> in these streets and stuff because I feel like I have love in my life. I feel like I have um, love and affection and all kind of stuff. And I'm happy with it, have, with having that hierarchy. And I used to feel, you know, feel some kind of way and just feel like, oh, I'm doing poly wrong, but I'm doing what works for me. And I do feel like um, Courtney should be at the top of the hierarchy. I mean, this is who I married. So like, like, mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with that and I don't feel like I'm not doing poly right because I'm being true to myself and me being true to myself is like hey I'm this is how I love this is and I mean and it took some adjusting to I know Courtney initially was like you know kind of just seeing how my friendships were and stuff like damn okay this is a lot but over time she, as she got to know me she got to see like hey this is just actually who I am I'm not like gaming you or just saying that like as yeah. a way to tell you oh you're not enough it's like no it's not like that like this is just how I am like I used to just call myself 
myself a hippie, but um, until I learned what polyamory was, and I'm like, that's that's just me. Like having that capacity to have these multiple loving relationships, that still doesn't mean there's not a hierarchy, you know, for um, me. You know, I'll say that something that's made it uh, easier, I guess. I don't know if it's made it easier, but something that's helped me to, um, I guess, navigate this is I love you. I love you. And I want you to be happy. And so seeing how you interact with other people and how much energy you get from other people, like in your deepest, darkest time, someone could come visit you. And like just how, just how your whole energy shifts, how um, happy you get, how talkative you get, your bouncy, just seeing that. <laughs> there's no way I can say in the same breath that I love you and that I want that to stop. So, you know what I mean? Like, I can't be no hypocrite with myself. Like, I see that these other relationships make her happy. Why would I want to stand between her and that? Right. That would just be, I feel like, abusive on my part. If I, Especially mm. during that time, I'm like, you know what I mean? You found something that's given your girlfriend joy. Why would, why would I be the one? Mm-hmm. stop that that's you know I feel like that's abusive that's essentially so I love you and so I'm not getting in the way of nothing that makes you happy basically yeah I mean but I think that is something that is I don't feel like that's necessarily common and I also feel like we have had time to grow into this you know what I mean so mm-hmm. I think that's a big I mean I think that there's been a lot of growth and and you actually took the time to get to know me to understand more what it looks like for me because it's one thing to me to just tell you, you to get in these groups. You know what I'm saying? You get all these ideas, but we had to actually see how does this play out for me specifically, you know? And you had to be able to see that this is not a threat to you. That, hey, I can have these love relationships. I can get, you know, be happy and all that kind of stuff. And then... And still be with you and still be mm-hmm. happy with you and still want to marry you and still want to, you know what I'm saying? Like still want to have these very specific, meaningful things and want to share my life with you in a way that's different from all those other friendships, relationships, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I think too, that goes back to the question of like, you know, how do I assure you that you're my number one in action? Because I, I can't say you're my priority and not actually act like you're my priority because you are. So for me, that's what it, you know, kind of like boiled down to. I want it to be, it wasn't like, let me do this. So Courtney feels like she's number one. It's like, no, I love her. (laughs) So I'm going to, you know, treat her in a loving way and not just, I love you, but like, Hey, I love you. And I want to like spend my life with you in this particular way. So that's what I want to show you. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. want for you to doubt that. So that's what it really came about. It wasn't like, I got to do this to make sure Courtney feels like she's number one. You know, it wasn't that like that, but I did but I wanted it to be clear that, hey, you're the person I want to have these things with. Because just because it didn't have anything to do with anybody else, it was just like, this is how I want to share my life with you. I want you to be clear so that there's no doubt in your mind so that you don't wonder. I don't want you to wonder like, hey, does she really, she really mm-hmm. feeling me? Does she really want to have this with me? Or is she settling or is she doing whatever? I didn't want yeah. her to, because that was a thing. And so I'm like, I didn't want her to doubt it. I'm like, I want you to you know, yeah. to look at me and know like, no, she actually does love me. No, she actually, you know what I'm saying? No matter if I was poly or not, just outside of everybody else, I don't want for you to, I don't want for anything else to be able to touch that. I don't want there to be like doubt or you want, I don't want you to ever have to wonder. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'll say it's probably, it was probably harder because of how we started, that like we started dating and then we stopped dating. And so there was always, uh, for me, a level of mistrust or um, suspicion that, you know, at any moment this could be over. So right. I had to, I felt 
like I was challenging myself to work harder at this relationship. Number one, because I didn't want it to end again. In fact, it took me out of my comfort zone just to get back with you. But I mean, it wasn't an overnight thing, me being as comfortable. Probably took right. me like four years before I realized, okay, like she's legit. I mean, that's crazy to say out loud that after four years, you know, it took me four years to realize that you weren't going anywhere. But that's legit when I started to say, okay, yeah, this is, this is, you know, she loves me as much as I love her. Because uh, that was also a part of mm-hmm. something that I questioned. I know I, I've loved you for 70 years at this point, but I, I, I knew you loved me, but I just didn't know if it was on the same level. Because you're poly, is there a part of you that's held out for someone else? Right. Kind of thing. So, yeah, it took a while for that's sure. Right. And part of that just had to come with you learning me and learning what my poly looked like and learning what kind of like, you know, my love style or whatever it meant. Because, you know, for me, it was never about like holding out this certain part for somebody else. It was like, no, that's it's not you know, it wasn't like that. So it's like something that you had to get to know about me and what it actually looked like um, as opposed to just it, it was a theoretical thing. You didn't know. You know, and so I don't think it's crazy that it took the time. It takes time because you, we have to have time to get to know one another. Um, but that's also, I mean, you know, I there's nobody else that I would like move across the country for or do anything like, like hell no, absolutely not. You know, so it's like there's just certain things that I'm like, okay, these are things that are exclusive to you, and that to me that's important to me. Um, and because who the fuck has invested <laughs> like you? Like to me, I mean, it's not only because of investment. It's like okay, well, I actually do love this person but I value time and loyalty and consistency and stability like that I cannot um negate that like somebody coming in and me being like oh she fine and we got all this whatever that does not negate what's been invested and to me that would just be a problem you know oh it definitely would be a problem (laughs) for me especially yeah so um yeah, it's been time. You know, it's taken time. Um, and, um, you know, it's just we've deliberately chosen one another. We always say, like, you know, we choose each other. Um, we choose each other every day. And um, I do choose her over um, other people or other things or whatever. So there was a point in time where I'm like, OK, well, I'm going to I choose this relationship. Well, this is period. But just in terms of in related to being poly, like where I was like, I choose this relationship over exploring, you know, whatever. Like, no, like this relationship is the priority. And so, you know, because if this is stable, then everything that to me, that's going to make everything else better anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't make any sense to be trying to run off and have all this other shit going on and home ain't stable. Mm-hmm. The more stable this is, the you know, the happier I'm going to be overall and happier she's going to be. And I want us to be happy, um, but it creates a solid foundation, you know. Um, but yeah, I think that's. Yeah, I think with a perfect storm, you were divine. So that's just really why it worked out this way because you were really? God. So. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh that's intense well i'm not lying so but i mean yeah it's like it's hard for me to really want to give advice or something because i just feel like we're unique and i don't mean to toot my own horn but you know i end up with a pretty amazing woman like she's willing to compromise for me i want to compromise for her we choose each other over other people we put each other first and we communicate like crazy Um, we compromise so there's a difference between compromise and sacrifice we compromise 
compromise. I don't expect Courtney to be a different person to be with me. And she doesn't expect me to be a different person to be with her. We've never had that expectation of one another. So we compromise. We don't. I don't feel like she needs to sacrifice some part of herself or need to, you know, we accept each other for who we are. And whether that's the, the you know, the things we love, the things we don't like, we still accept it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I accept you. Flaws and all. <laughs> yeah, so I, I guess that's it. You're my everything. I appreciate you. I like you a lot. <laughs> I like you too. Um, you do another one where we tell each other we met and shit like that. Oh, you think they want to know that? I guess if y'all want to know how Just we met and all that. hit us up in the comments, my <laughs> Really? <laughs> hit us on the Facebook page or on Twitter. And you you tell us what you want to hear. <laughs> so um, that's been that. Um, yeah, I hope we answered the questions. I mean, I think that we're pretty, um, we live a pretty, pretty regular life. So there are some things we can't give advice on. Um, but ultimately, I mean, we we make the deliberate decision to choose each other daily. We do choose one another daily. Um, that just is what it is. And then everything else, I think, falls into place from there. Um, you know, well, not just spontaneously falls into place. It's work. But, you know, that's the priority. Oh, yes. It's a deliberate choice, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I told her she's my favorite choice. So, you know. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Bye. All um, right. So uh, cute publicity is music. Really? Oh, wait. Q Charmaine. I like that part. <laughs> That's the spray can. All right. So um, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Black Radical Queer Podcast. It's been real. Um, and until next time, I don't know. I guess stay blackly black. <laughs> stay yeah. radical, stay queer, whatever. Do that. Um, yeah. And I'll catch y'all next time. <laughs> you silly. Black Radical Queer Podcast is all about intersectionality and Black queer folks sharing our stories on our own terms. We navigate an array of identities and BRQ is an outlet where we can see the spectrum of those identities reflected, explored, and celebrated. Black Radical Queer is a main hustle media podcast hosted by Javia Nicole, produced and edited by Charmaine Johnson. Music is by publicity. You can find us on social media by looking up Black Rat Queer. It's B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. We are on um, Facebook as well as Instagram and Twitter. Same handle regardless at Black Rat Queer, B-L-K-R-A-D-Q-W-R. We also have a Facebook discussion group that's just called BRQ Discussion Group. And you can also listen wherever you get your podcasts. So we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, Google Play, you know, all those types of things. And we have, you know, our home base that's on Lipson, so you can listen on there as well. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Make sure you come on back around next week to see uh, what we have for you and... All right, y'all, I'm out. Main Hustle Media. Turn your side hustle into your main hustle.